0: Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733, title sponsors from day number one, no, before. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond... Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Zaslow Show 2.0, it is a Wednesday, the 4th of October. Good to have you all aboard. We are part of the Believe Podcast Network, and of course, everything Zaslow Show 2.0. Always brought to us by Anna, Jar and Levine, accident attorneys. If you're dealing with a personal injury, if you've been involved in an accident, hit and run, motorcycle, boating, slip and fall, slip ball accident can leave you with serious injuries, excessive medical bills, inability to work, if your slip and fall occurred due to a hazard that the property's owner or management knew about and failed to correct, you may be able to pursue legal action against that person or business. Anna and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733, we are ready For week 5 of the NFL season, Dolphins and Giants coming up this weekend. Week 5 of the season gets going tomorrow night. We're going to talk to Anita Marks. She's going to join us coming up in a little bit. She knows the Giants super well up there in New York. She's on 987 ESPN New York. Good karma brands. She'll be on with us. We'll talk about what the big plays are for Dolphins. Giants with her. We'll talk about the start of week five tomorrow night. Commanders and Bears. And hey, it, look, we're right, we're in it. We're right smack in football season, which of course means bet online your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, the spreads, the totals for all your football action. It's right at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. All the way through the college football playoff and the Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the Bet Online website today, or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, use promo code Believe B L E A V and you get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, Bet Online, where the game starts. So. We'll get Anita on the show coming up. She was on with me last week when I was on ESPN Radio hosting with Amber on Amber and Ian. She's great. She's a local girl as well. Kendall she grew up in, so she knows she's 305, so we'll have some fun with her coming up. We got Inter Miami back in action tonight. They're playing in Chicago at 830. Are we going to get messy? I think it's probably doubtful. I haven't seen a most recent update. We got some heat stuff. Today's day two of Miami Heat training camp. We got some stuff to get to from yesterday. But the big story that we start... Oh, and by the way, it's Wednesday, so (coughs) we throw in some NFL where we got to tell you which fan bases are having good times right now in the middle of the week and which fan bases are going through hard times, daddy, right now in the middle of the week. So we'll get to that, but the lead story today is the Marlins. So game two tonight... 8.08 p.m., and I don't know about you, while last night was a major struggle, a lot of strikeouts, Mond struck out 10 times, just couldn't really get anything going all game long. Zach Wheeler was great. If you didn't love the home plate umpire, look, the Marlins were unhappy for most of the game, but I would say, like, Wheeler was hitting the, I mean, like, he was hitting the corners, he was touching the black part of the paint. You you were able to see when they would show the graphic. Now, is the graphic 100%? I I don't know. I think it's probably pretty close. I thought the umpire, for the most part, did a really good job behind the home plate. I, I know the Marlins were not pleased most of the game, especially late in the game. It is... I mean, John Birdie at one point thought he walked, thought he drew ball four on a full count. It was a called strike three. I thought it was the right call. So, it is what it is. But, while the Marlins did struggle last night... I will tell you, I really enjoyed that game last night. And the part that I really enjoyed was, I just liked being into the game. I liked being dialed in to a Marlins playoff game. And you know what? For me, the part that stunk the most was the idea that tonight could be the end of it. Like, I wish it was best of seven. I wish we could actually sit back and enjoy an entire series. So, to me, that, that was the part that I disliked the most was man I, I don't want it to end tonight because Major League Baseball playoffs are different. So different than the regular season where literally every pitch is important. The difference between a two-one count and a one-two count or a three-one count and a two-two count, every pitch is huge. I love I'm I'm not a, I'm not as big a base well, I'm not a big baseball fan anymore. I used to love baseball. And even though I'm not the baseball fan that I used to be I love the Major League Baseball playoffs. The games are great. The players are really into it. They behave like children on the edge of the dugout. They're cheering the whole time. I really enjoyed last night's Marlins game, even though they lost 4-1 and didn't even have a ton of opportunities. Now, 8 8 tonight. Braxton Garrett need the, best, need the best performance of his life tonight. You know, this Philly team is super dangerous. Zach Wheeler was really difficult last night, and they finally got to him there in the seventh inning. That was the biggest spot for the Marlins. In the seventh there, they're down 3-1. They got the one run there uh, They're da- on, on another infield single, which De La Cruz, excellent job beating it out at first base. They're down 3-1 now in the seventh. They end up having second and third with the pass ball. Gurriel comes up to pinch hit, strikeout swinging on four pitches. So, terrible job there. Alvarado comes out of the bullpen, mowed him down. That was the biggest spot in the game because the base hit ties it right there. Then in the eighth inning, you had Soler. He he had Arias with the two-out single. Arias gets on first. He had his only hit of the game. And you get the guy at bat that you want. In a two-run game, he's the tying run. Can he hit one deep? And that's why, you know, they were discussing on the broadcast and Eduardo, Call Ravage asks Eduardo Perez, do you pinch run a rise here? Because he can't run. He can't run. And I'm like, and, and I want to press, yeah, you definitely got to pinch run. No, you definitely don't pinch run him there because it's, it's two out. You're looking for a home run here from Solaire. You haven't been able to string together hits all night. 36 home runs in the regular season, Solaire. You're looking for a home run here to tie the game. You don't need to pinch run a guy if you're looking for a home run. And that home run would only tie the game, not give you the lead. So you don't want to have a rise out the game. You, you don't pinch hit a right, a pinch run a rise there. And they didn't. But Solaire grounds out. That was another huge spot. And then in the ninth, you're down 4-1. You get the leadoff double from Bell. Huge, huge extra run there. Insurance run with Bryce Harper running through the sign at third there. He's awesome, by the way. I know he's a polarizing player. He's so Philadelphia, Bryce Harper. They definitely love him there. I would love to have Bryce Harper on my team. I'm a fan. And and by the way, did you see yesterday he shows up to the game wearing an Allen Iverson shirt? He's so Philadelphia. So in the ninth inning, huge add-on run there from Harper because Bell doubles to – second double of the game, Bell doubles to start the inning, and now you got the heart of your order, and it's a three-run game instead of the run at the plate being the tying run. Huge in- insurance run there in the bottom of the eighth inning from Bryce Harper, and the heart of the order can't capitalize. You get a pop up, you get a strikeout, you get a ground out, and that's all she wrote. And-, and-, and I guess one other spot earlier in the game, Jazz has had a terrific year, but man, what the hell was that in the fourth inning? Like the first opportunity that the Marlins had to really get something going. Their first hit of the game came in the fourth there. It was that it, it was the single from Josh Bell. But Bell had three hits yesterday. It was the single from Josh Bell in the fourth inning, down by one. So Jazz is at bat. Bell on first two outs. And, and 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 he's he's attempting a bunt? He's showing bunt for the first two strikes, and then winds up popping out to to end the inning. I think it was a pop out. I I don't know what. I don't know what Jazz was doing in that. Like it was the first opportunity to do anything last night, but I guess he made up for it. Thanks in the bottom of the fourth inning. I mean, just a dart that he threw to home plate, tagged Castellanos out at home, made the second out of the inning after a run did score right in front of him. So kept the game kind of within reach. That kept it at three nothing instead of four nothing. It's a pretty big play. So I guess he made up for it there. I, I, th- and, I and I think Jesus Lizardo, I I, I, I think he was a little over anxious. You could see him over, didn't have great control of the slider, overthrowing the slider a little bit, overthrowing that fastball, coming in high a lot there yesterday. So hopefully we get to see him another time this postseason. It would be in the divisional series if we do. I think he'll learn from last night. Like, he wasn't bad. Lizardo's final line last night four innings, eight hits, three earned runs. He struck out five. He didn't walk any. He wasn't bad. You know, Skip didn't want to keep going with him there because in in the regular season, he wouldn't have come out of the game. But postseason, you're managing your bullpen differently, especially in a three-game series. And especially like we talked about with Jessica Blaylock yesterday, it's all hands on deck in the playoffs, and especially in a short series like this. It'll be like that again tonight. You'll have guys who are normally starters totally available for the game tonight if Braxton Garrett gets into some trouble. uh, We didn't see Robertson last night, so you're certainly going to see him tonight. You didn't see Tanner Scott last night, so you're certainly going to see him tonight. This is do or die here this evening. So I was really into the game last night. Can the Marlins force a game three? Uh, that's that's what we're looking at tonight. So I was really into it last night. I'm looking forward to the game tonight. We knew even though the Marlins had success against Philadelphia in the regular season, we knew tonight was uh, last night was going to be tough. We know tonight's going to be really tough. It's a great crowd there in Philadelphia, and hopefully the Marlins got some jitters out of their system. I thought especially their at-bats later in the game looked a lot better than earlier, which of course makes sense because it's Zach Wheeler. First couple times to the order, you're going to struggle. But I, the Marlins have a really difficult time winning this series. You have to get a great effort from Braxton Garrett tonight. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. So let's go. I mean, can we, can we win tonight? Can, can we get ourselves another baseball game tomorrow night? Let's do it. Alright, now, so, and you know what, I I, I I would normally have trouble falling asleep after the Marlins losing a playoff game. I mean, it was 20 years ago, it was a really long time ago. I would normally have trouble falling asleep after one of my teams loses a playoff game, but you guys know I'm getting that amazing sleep courtesy of Sheets and Giggles. You know that. Sheets and Giggles, been on the show now on Zaslow Show 2.0 for about six months now, and when you go to sheetsgiggles.com, You're getting the most breathable, the softest, the coolest sheets. And if you use promo code ZASLOW, Z-A-S-L-O-W, use promo code ZASLOW at checkout, you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's right. Get the best sleep of your life with sheets and giggles, irresistibly soft eucalyptus sheets, a unique satin weave. Their sheets are not only soft, they're also breathable. You're going to sleep cool and comfortable all night long. They have their annual fall sale going on right now, 25% off throughout the site, sheetsgiggles.com, use promo code Zazlo. when you go to sheetsgiggles.com, use promo code Zazlo at checkout, 20% off your first order, again, sheetsgiggles.com, promo code Zazlo. alright, so the heat yesterday, first official day of training camp, Monday, you had media day, yesterday training camp up at FAU, Jimmy Butler, He's he's out of the hair, alright, he's He's got his regular hair going on. He does it the first day just to fuck with everybody. So now it's time to get down to business. And again, you have... Now, this wasn't so much a negative story, but now Kyle Lowry had to speak to the media. The media's right there. Well, I guess he didn't have to. I don't know if the media convinced... I mean, the Heat's PR guys, the great Tim Donovan, the great Rob Wilson, best PR team. I don't know if they told him, like, like, listen, you, you can't... You can't be an asshole. You got to talk to the media sometimes. So he spoke to the media yesterday. And he's obviously going to be asked. And when you see, Lowry's been a a professional. He's been a veteran's league for a long time. He should know how to answer questions. He should know how to talk to the media. He should know how to say things without making it a thing. And that's why his absence at media day stirs a pot, which makes you believe something is wrong. He's unhappy. And the better route is just talk to the media and don't say anything. But instead, he, uh, he he makes it a negative story again right from the get-go. And so then yesterday, he's inevitably asked about being uh, uh, about, you know, does he expect to come off the bench like he did in the playoffs? Or does he expect to start? <clears throat> and he says, he expects to start. Why say you expect to start as opposed to just saying, I want to do anything that's going to help the team to win. You know, if Dwayne Wade on this franchise can come off the bench for one and a half seasons, maybe Kyle Lowry can just do whatever helps the team win. Because honestly, if you're a Heat fan, yes, you obviously want him off the team, but I don't see how you start him. I don't see how your best lineup to start the game is starting Kyle Lowry. And of course... After Lowry spoke then, and he expects to start, then the question is posed to Eric Spolscher. That's the game the media plays. And Spo was noncommittal. He he wouldn't say anything about it. And he's probably not going to start Kyle Lowry because it doesn't afford the Heat their best lineup. Just, just when you talk to the media if you're Kyle Lowry, and I don't give a shit what Kyle Lowry says, but you make it a story, you make it a negative story when you say shit like that. Just say you want to help the team win any way you can. You haven't earned shit here in Miami. I got to be honest. I don't think he should even be in the rotation. Now, I would that create a problem behind the scenes? Maybe. Now, the Heat are a stable enough franchise that they can handle that kind of stuff. But I look at this team, all right? Like, who should be the starting five for the Heat? And I look at it and I say, all right, Hero and Butler in the backcourt. Caleb Martin. I'd start Kevin Love at the four, but it's one of those where, you know, it's a token start. You play the first few minutes. We see what you got going. Then you come on out. Like he starts the first half. He starts the second half. And we see where we go from there. And of course, Bam at center. (laughs) For me, the starting lineup, because I want Hero, Butler, and Martin out there. I want Martin in the starting lineup, man. Let's see where he goes from the postseason. There were games he thought he was the best player on the team. I want Caleb Martin on the floor as much as possible. If they're not willing to trade him for Damian Lillard, I don't know if they were or weren't, but they clearly, they see, they think very highly of Caleb Martin, clearly. He should be in the starting lineup. He was phenomenal in the postseason. So if Butler and Martin are going to be in the starting lineup, you obviously have Bam, Lowry's not going to start it forward. Hero's got to be in the starting lineup. Why wouldn't he be in the starting lineup? Why would Kyle Lowry be in the starting lineup? So if your starting group is Hero, Butler, Martin, Love, Adebayo, would I love would I love to get to a place where Nikola Jovic looks like a guy, especially with his height, 6'10", that he could start instead of Love? I'd love to be at a place like that. We're not there. But Hero, Butler, Martin, Love, Adebayo. That's my starting five. And so let's look at the bench. Josh Richardson's coming off the bench. He's going to play. And if you want, like, you need you need a point guard. Josh Richardson played point guard here. And whenever Butler and, and Bam are in the lineup, and Hero too, of course, those guys are going to handle the ball. You don't need a point guard... By label, you just need guys who could handle the ball. So Josh Richardson's going to come off the bench. That's six guys. Jaime Haquez is, is, is has been practicing at shooting guard, and he's a small forward. He's six foot six. We want Hawkes to play. Nikola Jovic has got to play. I mean, what's the point in this season if we're not going to begin guys like Hawkes and Jovic? If nothing else, let let them get some run. So if a big trade pops up at some point. These are guys who become even more attractive pieces. And if you're a Heat fan going into this season, you want to see Hawkes and Jovich play. That's eight guys right there. Richardson, Hawkes, Jovich. Haywood Highsmith was fantastic off the bench in the playoffs last year. Big-time defender can hit that corner three. I want Highsmith playing. That's nine guys right there. You need a backup big off the bench. Either Orlando Robinson, who killed it in the summer league, or Thomas Bryant, who's a very legit backup center. I just gave you 10 guys. None of them are. none of them are Kyle Lowry. Do you so do you want Lowry? Forget the big man. You need a backup big, Robinson or Bryant. Do you want Lowry to play over Richardson? No. Do you want Lowry to play over Jovic? No. Do you want Lowry to play over Highsmith? No. Do you want Lowry to play over Hawkes? I, I suppose you could have that debate because he's a rookie and hasn't earned anything yet, but me, I want Jaquez's energy out there. I just gave you 10 guys who I'd like in the rotation, none of whom are called Kyle Lowry. And by the way, I didn't even give you Duncan Robinson. Robinson had a great postseason. Re-earned his spot in the rotation. I didn't even give you Duncan Robinson. Robinson was playing clutch minutes In the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. I didn't even have him in the rotation. So, Kyle Lowry talking about he should start. I don't know that he should even play. I don't know that I want him even in the rotation. I want to see these other guys. So that's on the coach to figure out, man. And and I don't think it's going to be easy. But that's what this training camp is for. And that's what the preseason is for. But I look at guys like Richardson, Haquez, Jovich, Highsmith. I want all those guys playing. I don't want Lowry playing over them. Those guys are a lot more important. All four of those guys, probably the least important being Richardson. All four of those guys are pretty important to the Heat's future. And two of them, Jovich and Highsmith, we've seen show signs of being those guys that the Heat are hoping to be able to 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 grow and build and be those next Max Strus guys. I know Jovic was a first round pick, late first round pick, but be the next Max Strus, be the next Gabe Vincent. That's why they're here right now. I'll tell you what I do think is interesting and a guy that the Heat could use because we're talking about like they need a they need a guard or a point guard. It's Malcolm Brogdon. I wonder if Brogdon is going to stay in Portland. I don't think Portland wants to make a single deal with Miami. The Heat, even though things got contentious, even though I'm sure the Heat are not happy with the Blazers, the Heat are not putting personal ahead of business. The Heat will make deals with teams they don't like, with people they don't like, even with a cockroach like Joe Cronin. I don't think that cockroach wants to deal with the Miami Heat. Brogdon would be a very good fit for Miami. He would be a very good fit at point guard for Miami. His numbers are great, even last year. He's always hurt. Including last year where he missed, I think, 16 games. He's, and, that, and that's a season where he didn't miss a ton. He's always... I mean, the game before, he missed 46 games. The season before it. He's always hurt Brogdon. He has two years, $45 million left. I would send Lowry over there. You know, the Blazers could be interested in getting that money off the books next year so you get an expiring contract in Lowry, who they'd probably buy out. Question is Would, would you give Portland a first round pick for Malcolm Brogdon? They, they want first round picks. Would you give them a first round pick for Malcolm Brogdon? I'd consider it. If you're trying to win now, then it, it has to be F them picks. So I think that's an interesting scenario. Malcolm Brogdon, if if he's healthy right now, no idea if he's healthy. He was not healthy in the playoffs last year against Miami. He made a point of saying it in a post-game press conference after one of the losses. I think after Game 7, which was weird, it, making excuses and trying to get the, the, the finger pointing away from him. That was weird. But he would be a good fit with the Heat. Anyway, James Harden apparently is going to be reporting to the Sixers camp today after missing media day, after skipping the first day, he's expected to show up at Sixers training camp and create a mess and make a scene. You know, similar to the Ben Simmons stuff. But probably worse, because Harden's done this before with the fat suit, with all of it. If this has so much, this has potential. Like, I know Daryl Morey is waiting out. Like, he's, he's okay with being patient. Daryl Morey doesn't make decisions based on emotion, clearly. But if he's going to make a mess of your team, and there's not interest in James Harden out there. No one's given you anything for James Harden. So you're waiting out for what and allowing your team to essentially get fucked with. He's going to fuck with your team. But to me, the most interesting part is what does Joel Embiid do about this? And I'm not talking about Joel Embiid being angry at Daryl Morey, being angry at the Sixers. I'm talking about Joel Embiid pulling James Harden aside and saying, this is my team. I'm the MVP of the league. What the fuck do you think you're doing? What are you doing here? Get out of here. Go home. Like, do you think, who was never MVP, do you think Alonzo Mourning Would have allowed that type of behavior in a Miami Heat training camp? Do you think any other MVP is going to allow another player to come into their training camp and make a mess? If Joel Embiid allows this to happen, I I think that's a terrible look for Joel Embiid. It's your team. You're the MVP of the league. You cannot allow... One of your teammates to show up with the intention of making a mess of your team. It's about time for Joel Embiid to step up and look like a leader, is what I w- and, and be a leader, is what I would say. You think Alonzo Mourning would allow that type of behavior? Get real, get real. So we'll get to Anita Marks here. We'll talk Dolphins Giants with her. We'll get her picks for tomorrow night, Thursday Night Football, Commanders and Bears. That's a rough game. We'll see what plays she's got for this weekend for Sunday. First, though, I got to tell you guys about the only insurance agency I'm going to tell you about here on Zaslow Show 2.0. And that's because I want to make sure that you're covered and you're getting it at the best affordable rate, your insurance. That's right. I'm talking about Brunt Insurance. Brunt Insurance, 954 589 2204. I send you to Brunt Insurance because I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. Why have I been doing that? Because Greg Brunt and his team have the experience, the expertise to make sure that my home is covered every which way and I'm getting it at the most affordable rate out there. If I had to find the insurance on my own, I'd be so confused my head would start spinning. When you call 954-589-2204, Greg Brunt and his fully licensed team, they help you every step of the way. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear. Bruntinsurance.com, also renter's insurance or condo insurance. Look, if you're happy with your homeowner's insurance, okay, that's fine. Auto insurance, motorcycle Boater's Insurance. When you call Brunt Insurance at 954-589-2204, you made the right call. And no matter where you're calling from in the state of Florida, Brunt Insurance has offices all throughout the state Number one rated insurance agency in the entire state of Florida. So you could be calling from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys. Well, Brunt Insurance, they have you covered. Since 2013, they specialize in getting you the best rates and most comprehensive coverage. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com. Let's get to good times and hard times, daddy.
1: Hard times. Or when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home and hard times. Or when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time.
0: Good times and hard times, daddy. Every Wednesday we tell you which fan bases in the middle of the week are having good times about their team and which fan bases right now are going through hard times, daddy. So we start out, let's give you the top three teams that are having good times. Number three, the Los Angeles Chargers. That's right. The Chargers starting to show some signs of life. After starting 0-2, they have back-to-back wins against Minnesota and Vegas. And you know what? They probably look at their schedule and say, we should actually be 3-1. We blew that game the opening week against the Miami Dolphins. So for me, number three, the Charger fan is having good times. Number two, the Cowboys fan, is having good times right now, in the middle of the week. After starting 2-0, a major disappointment in week three, losing by double digits at Arizona, and then they come back home, and they bitch slap the New England Patriots, and Bill Belichick. Yes, I get it, the Patriots suck balls, but 38-3, that's what you do, if you're a Super Bowl contender, against a bad team. So number two, Good times are being had by the Cowboys, fam. And number one, the best times are being had this week by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fam. Baker Mayfield and the Bucs, they're three and one. They bounce back after losing last week. They get a win this week, a blowout win at their division rival, New Orleans Saints, and they are a contender in the NFC South. A very winnable division. That's a big surprise. So good times. Number three, Charger fan. Number two, Cowboys fan. And number one, Buccaneers fan is having good times heading into week five. All right. Now the teams that are fan base is going through hard times, dad it. Number three, the New Orleans Saints fan. The Saints drop to 2-2 in what should have been a winnable game at home against a division rival. They lose 26-9 to Tampa. Derek Carr, he's been junk. The Saints, I thought they were going to be a decent team in a very winnable division. That team stinks. Saints fan right now is having hard times, Daddy. Number two, hard times being had by the Giants fan. The Giants right now have been outscored at home. I mean, they've scored three points at home this year. They've been outscored at home 64-3. And both those games, Cowboys and Seahawks, were Monday night football. They lost 40 to nothing and 24-3. Actually, I think the first one was Sunday night football. 64-3 at home they've been outscored. The Giants are one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst. Their fan base is having hard times, Daddy. And right now, the hardest times are being had by Bengals fans. The Bengals. Super Bowl contender, you think. Every season now with Joe Burrow, they drop to 1-3. and three. They were not competitive again this weekend. Their offense is abysmal. Burrow looks like a shell of himself. They lose 27-3 to Tennessee, and it looks like there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Bengals fan is going through the hardest times right now. So number three, Saints fans are having hard times. Number 2, Giants fans are hard to having hard times. And number 1, the Bengals fan is having hard times. Daddy. You know guys, if you're in the market for a new home, looking for your dream home should be something exciting, and I'm going to make the whole process easy and pain-free for you. If you're looking for your dream home in the beautiful South Florida area, look no further than Matthew H. Mashler. Your trusted real estate broker. That's right. With over a decade of experience, Matthew Mashler specialized in luxury homes and is a certified luxury home marketing specialist. He's your Zillow premier agent, all-star, Zillow local expert, with Trulio giving him a five-star rating. If you're ready to take your real estate career to the next level, join the Signature team. That's right. Signature real estate companies, South Florida's industry leaders. Signature real estate companies, number one in Boca Raton, one of the tops in all of Florida. And with offices all throughout the state, that includes Boca, Delray Beach, Coral Springs, Parkland, Fort Lauderdale, Naples, Palm Beach, Orlando, we're talking all of South Florida. Matthew Mashler and the Signature team, that's where you want to be. So, if you're buying your new dream home, if you're selling your property, or you're looking to join the best in the business, you contact Matthew H. Mashler today, 561-208-3334. Again, 561-208-3334, or realestatefinder.com matthew h mashler your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences all right everybody knows all guests on zaslow show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program johnny cuba european roots with that caribbean soul we love down here refreshing german lager in a can you can pick up a six pack of johnny cuba on your own hey how else you gonna enjoy the marlins game tonight let's go Pick up a six-pack at Sedano's or Presidente, win Dixie. Remember, always drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo." And joining us here, a very familiar name to the South Florida audience, Anita Marks. You can catch her on Daily Wager, which is on ESPN2, ESPN New York, 98.7. Anita, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. How are you?
2: I'm great. I'm great, and great to be back on my home, you know, my hometown, the 305. I went to Sunset Senior High School, so uh, this is this is awesome. Thanks for having me on.
0: And it was a nice treat. Where last week, you know, I I've had the opportunity now that I'm doing shows with ESPN Radio, I had the opportunity to fill in and host with my former co-host Amber Wilson last Friday night, and you were able to join us there. So that was a nice little 305 reunion.
2: It was absolutely. That was a lot of fun. And hopefully, I believe I won. I won the people some money. I I think I was I want to say that every single one of my prop bets hit. Let's just just say it. Who
0: cares? Let's just say it. Oh, they all hit. Let's (laughs) let's think that they all hit. Let's just say it. Uh, It's it's great. It's great when
2: someone else. It's great when someone else says it. And then I can just sit there and, and be all coy and shy and say thank you.
0: So I wanted to have you on because I want to get some plays from you for this weekend. But I also figure, hey, Anita's very involved with the Giants. She obviously knows the Dolphins, too. So let's do we'll do a little bit of Dolphins-Giants here. But first, uh, Anita, Monday night, I mean, I don't know what your end was. I played the Giants at home plus two and a half. And it was one of those deals where it's, you know, you know, you make those bets. And then like 20 minutes into the game, 30 minutes into the game, you say to someone, Why didn't I see it? Like, it was so obviously a bad bet. And that's how I felt about my money on the Giants that night. Like, why didn't I see it? Why did I think they were going to be any kind of competitive? It was such a terrible game.
2: It was, it was unwatchable. In fact, I, I had, I had a few friends over on Thursday night and I woke up in the third quarter. I fell asleep. My apartment was empty and (laughs) <laughs> that about summed up my Thursday night. That's how bad the game was, right? So a few things. Number one, the Giants offensive line is just god-awful, right? Uh, Daniel Jones is getting pressured on 46% of his pressures, 10 sacks on Monday night. He's got six interceptions on the season. Everybody wants to run him out of town. Everybody's upset that the Giants uh, ponied up and gave him the money, uh, $40 million a year. But and, and, and I'm not making excuses for him, but you know even tom brady who everybody uh you know feels is the greatest of all time uh would not have any success behind that offensive line so first things first the offensive line is a complete disaster and without that offensive line daniel jones is is getting no protection now he's going to get saquon barkley back this week right so and anyone who watches football you've played football you know how do you counter a pass rush you have a successful running back who is going to keep defenses honest. And they're not always going to come and and bring the the kitchen sink each and every time. Will that change? Will it help? Will he help with pass protection in the backfield? Possibly. But on the opposite side, this is a defense. Wink Martindale is great, right? He loves to blitz. He loves to send everyone, but it's great, but you got to tackle. And this is a Giants team that can't tackle. So they have so many problems here. here's the thing though Uh, the line is 11 and this is this is the NFL any given Sunday we've watched the movie in fact it was filmed in Miami we know what time it is I'm always worried about the backdoor cover especially since this is a Miami team as explosive as they are offensively you saw what any team you know a lot of teams could do to them on, on the defensive side of the ball right like I was expecting their defense to be a lot better than it's been this season. So I'm just, I'm not comfortable with the 11, especially with the fact that the Giants are getting Saquon Barkley back. So I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not playing this game. I'm staying away from it. You know,
0: it's funny. You mentioned the backdoor cover there. And for big lines like that, 11, I always look at it like, all right. Do I think the Giants can have the ball late in the game down by 17 and yeah. They totally can have it down by 17 and then you get the backdoor cover.
2: Yeah. So, and, and, and that's a big reason why. And, and, and again, like we haven't really seen this offense uh, with Saquon Barkley in, in quite a few weeks. I personally feel that Saquon could have gone against the Seattle Seahawks. I think they held him out. He wanted to play. He was begging the, the medical staff to play. And I feel that the Giants, held him out specifically for the next two weeks at Miami and at Buffalo so that's another reason is this offense uh, listen we we saw keep in mind let's go back we saw this Giants offense come back from being down 20 to the Arizona Cardinals who by the way They're beat decent. the Dallas Cow- beat the Dallas Cowboys So, again, I I just, with the line, I'm staying away. I I need to see what this offense is going to look like with Saquon Barkley back and healthy, and then I'll feel more comfortable making a wager on any games that the Giants are in.
0: Anita, what did you make of the look Brian Dayball gave Daniel Jones after the pick six, which essentially ended the game?
2: Listen, I know Brian Dayball loves Daniel Jones. You know, they wouldn't have offered him the money that they did if um if, if if dable wasn't on board this this isn't an organization that's run like a jerry jones dallas cowboys right like this is just john mara steve Tisch co-ownership um they put a lot of value and and keep in mind it's not just brian dable it's joe shane they came as a package deal and they run the ship and so i think they have a lot of trust and a lot of belief in daniel jones again i don't know very many quarterbacks in the nfl that could have any success behind that offensive line that he's been playing behind all season. Um, And he, and and let's keep in mind, he went up against some good teams that get after quarterbacks, the 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys with Micah Parsons. So um, I I think, unfortunately, I I, I know this is, I wouldn't call it a small sample size because we are heading into week five, but it's just been tough sledding uh, especially with that offensive line. I, I think there's just a lot of frustration, but I still believe this organization believes in Danny Dimes.
0: Anita, what have you made of the dolphins and what you've seen so far this year? And, and what did you make of, uh, you you know, this past weekend was supposed to be by all like, it wasn't a great slate for week four to begin with, but the one game that everyone would have pointed at and said, man, I can't wait to watch this one was dolphins bills. And it was such a dud.
2: Yeah. I I mean, well, well, I'm sure it was a dud for, for, uh, for dolphins fans. I mean, I, you know, full disclosure, Uh, I I laid the points with the Buffalo Bills. I felt the Bills at the Ralph at home, um, you know, not, not, I mean, here's the thing. These two teams played each other last December and the Bills were favored by seven. I felt we were getting really good value with the Bills favored at two and a half. And I think that that was a knee jerk reaction to the dolphins putting up 70 right against um, against the, the Denver Broncos the week before, but I don't think enough was talked about in regards to Mike McDaniel and his his history with that organization and him wanting to really make a statement. So I, I I I I I laid the points with the Buffalo Bills. So I just feel like the Buffalo Bills they check all the boxes. Like I just feel like offensively, defensively, special teams. I think they're the best team in in that division. Now, like I said, I was expecting the Miami Dolphins defense with with Fangio. I, I was expecting them to be better this season. Could they get better as they get healthier? Of course, but you asked me what what what's my takeaway with the Miami Dolphins? Hey, you know, Coach McDaniel, like right now, go to the window and wager that he's going to win Coach of the Year because the biggest concern, obviously, as you know, coming in was keeping Tua healthy. Tua is the the way that that Mike has this offense running so quick, getting the getting getting the the passes out so. And there's not such pressure on Tua mm-hmm. in this offensive line. He's not holding the ball. It's just, it's been, it's been uh, just a beautiful thing to watch. And, and so I think you've got to give the coaching staff a lot of credit. It's great that Tua is still healthy and we're heading into week five. The offense is so explosive. There's so much speed on this offense. You've got to give you got to come in the front office in regard to the way that they drafted and the way that they've signed free agents it's such a fun offense to watch 54 plays of 15 yards or more. They're averaging nine yards per passing play. That's, that's ridiculous. Yep. It's ridiculous. So kudos to that. I just think their defense needs to improve in order for them to really, really make a good run in the postseason.
0: I know you don't love the number, but the total right now is 49. Do you feel one way or the other about that? Because I look at this game. It, it, you tell me the Dolphins can't score at least 35 on their own in this game the over looks juicy to me uh,
2: yes but again again I I'm 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 hesitant because I need to see what this I need to see what this uh what this offense looks like with with Saquon Barkley here's if, if you're looking to play a total I would play the the over 30 and a half for the Miami Dolphins okay the team total over that's what I would play because again this Giants defense is they can't for whatever reason they can't tackle. Um, and we know how explosive this Miami Dolphins uh offense is. And here's another thing for you up here, it's been absolutely beautiful. Temperatures have been like the low 70s. Um, last week it there was overcast and rain, so so the highs were like in the high 50s, mid 60s at night, it dips into the 50s. Nice, you and I, you and I both know this from living down there. What are, what are the weather conditions going to be like on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be hot? Is it going to be humid? That's going to play a role because weather conditions, no humidity, and it's been absolutely beautiful up here. So that will play into, of course, the hands of the Miami Dolphins, but I haven't looked at what the weather conditions are. Maybe you can. If it's going to be hot and steamy and muggy and gross and disgusting, yeah, uh, that that defense is going to get tired quick especially if Daniel Jones and the Giants are, are three and out, three and out, three and out, and they are not owning time of possession.
0: I mean, is it going to be hot? Anita, I go outside on my patio to let my dogs out the backyard for five minutes. I got to change my shirt by the time I come back inside. <laughs> I mean, is it I don't hot listen. and muggy? I,
2: I don't miss that. It's so funny living up here and people know I'm from Miami. They're like, why are you here? Why, are, why don't you want to live yeah. in Miami? <laughs> I'm like, listen, I'll take I'll take a, a New York winter uh, every every year um, over over a Miami summer, that's for sure. So, yeah, I, I've, I've been there. I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> tomorrow night, Thursday night football, Chicago, Washington. Uh, it, 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 the game is a tough sell unless you have a wager on it. Do you like anything tomorrow night?
2: Yeah, there's a lot I like tomorrow night. Um, well, first things first, Washington is favored by six. The over-under is 44 and a half. Uh, I think I think the if, if you just want to make a play, I think the play is the over. Um, you know, you've got a Bears team that with Justin Fields. Uh, listen, he's he's playing well. This is a, this is a Bears team. They're averaging 25 points a game. All four of their games. 70 percent of their scoring is touchdowns, not field goals. They don't settle for field goals. They go for touchdowns. So offensively, things are gelling for him. OK, so there's that uh, on the on Washington side. How about Sam Howe? Uh, you know, listen, if you if you haven't put in Sam Howe, offensive rookie of the year, get on that right now. Right. Um, he's really his only knock is he holds the ball too long. He, you know, he's he's this is this is a, an offensive line as well. They're allowing about eight sacks plus turnovers a game. But man, uh he's gripping it and ripping it. And this bears defense uh, they're allowing nine yards per pass attempt. They're allowing quarterbacks to complete 70% completion percentage. If not more, the Washington defense is allowing 33 points per game in three straight games. So this is a really impressive rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, who's trying to prove his worth going up against the opposing teams, defenses that have not been great this season. So, First and foremost, the play to me is the over at 44 and a half. And also, I'm going to play a two way six point teaser where I'm going to tease Washington down to a pick 'em and I'll tease the over down to what would that be? 38? 38. Yeah. 38. Yeah, 38 and a half. So I'm going to play the teaser. I'm going to play the over at 44 and a half. um, And also, some prop bets that I like here. DJ Moore. You're getting him at 48 and a half receiving yards. He's he's surpassed 100 already twice this season. He's got a 21% target share. Um, you've got a lot of injuries with the receiving core for Washington. Terry McLaurin should absolutely go off. So I've got over 59 and a half receiving yards for him. And uh, and and I think the odds makers are missing out here. I don't know what's going on, but Sam Howe, over 12 and a half rushing yards. Uh, he rushed. 6 times for 40 yards against Philadelphia last week. So at 12 and a half, I'm all over that. Those are my three favorite prop bets heading into uh tomorrow night.
0: I like it. Uh I especially like that over, it makes a ton of sense. Uh finally though, this Sunday, do you have a do you have two or three games maybe that you especially love?
2: Yeah, absolutely. First things first, I think it's going to be a barn burner between Kansas City and Minnesota. The over/unders at 53 uh, I, I think Minnesota's defense has not been great, and but Kirk Cousins has. And he's got a plethora of weapons that he's working with right now. And 80% of their scoring is through the air. So I think this is going to be uh, Kansas City scoring at will and Kirk Cousins trying to put on a show to stay lockstep with Mahomes. So I like the over 53. The Buffalo Bills are going to be taking on the Jags Sunday morning. The Jags have been in London now. They'll be going on two weeks. I think that's more of a distraction. Athletes are creatures of habit. So I think the Bills, a lot of people might be like, oh, well, you know, Jags don't have to travel. They've been there. I I don't, I'm not buying that. And we saw what the Bills were able to do against Miami. So I'm going to lay the points with the Buffalo Bills. It opened at four and a half. It's jumped at five and a half. I would play this to six and a half. Um, also I like the Ravens at minus four going up against the Steelers. The Steelers to me have been one of the biggest disappointments so far this season. I think Trubisky is going to get the start and the Ravens defense has been outstanding and they continue to get healthier, which is really important because the Ravens have been so unhealthy for so many years. And last but not least, how can you not love this Lions team right now? You could lay the nine and a half. Again, I'm not into double digits. But I think this Lions team is just so good and they keep on getting better each and every each and every week, better and better. They're taking on Carolina. Also, the Lions have the easiest remaining schedule of all thirty-two teams in the NFL. I would for those out there who like futures bets, I would go to the window. I think they win the division. And also I would throw some coin on them representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. And i throw some coin on them winning the Super Bowl. That's how good I think this Lions team is.
0: Wow, that is, that is not the Detroit Lions team we were used to, where somebody with confidence is telling you you would throw a little bit of money on them representing the NFC and even winning the Super Bowl. Excellent job, Anita. Why don't you tell, tell everybody here how they could catch you, of course, all throughout the week and leading up to all the games.
2: Absolutely. So uh, tomorrow I'll be on Daily Wager. I- I'm not sure. We, we're either going to be on at 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN2. Um, we'll be back on Friday at 6 o'clock. On Saturday, you can catch us at 11 a.m. And then Sunday, you could catch us at 9 a.m. Um, also, I have a wagering gambling show on ESPN in New York uh, every Friday night from 9 to 11 p.m. And then I'm on Saturday afternoons from noon to 3 and then Sunday with Mike Tannenbaum and Imani Toomer from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And you can find those all those shows on radio uh, on our ESPN New York app.
0: Awesome. Awesome job, Anita. Looking forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here today.
2: You got it. Good luck this week against um, these
0: Giants. <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to need it. I think they're going to score a lot of points against them, Anita. Thanks again. Appreciate it. You got it. Excellent job by Anita Marks. Appreciate her hanging out with us. And like I said earlier, she she was on with us on Amber and Ian when I filled in for Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio with Amber Wilson. That's my home girl. And we had Anita Parks on the sh- Anita Parks. Anita Marks on the show. Excellent job out of her. So there you go. Hey, guys, before we continue on here, if you're in the market, if you're thinking about getting a new car, you can't decide where to go. Well, luckily, You're listening to us right now because the official car dealership, the only car dealership I'm ever going to send you to, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, official car dealership of Zaslo Show 2.0. And that's because when you walk in the showroom doors of North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're immediately met with a friendly member of their sales team, who's going to help navigate you in the right direction. They're going to ask you what you're looking for. Maybe you're looking for an SUV that's right for your family. Maybe you're just looking for something fun for yourself to take to and from work. It could be the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent. Whatever you're looking for, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. That's right. And don't forget, I've been telling you about the North Fort Lauderdale Subaru Promise. Guaranteed most money for your trade. Three-day exchange policy. Out the door in 90 minutes or less after you say yes. 100% credit approval. Lifetime vehicle warranty. Shop nflsubaru.com. So easy to remember. nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. We start things off here. So yesterday was Tuesday, which means it's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN and YouTube. And Aaron Rodgers, we we know he's against the vaccine. We know that was a whole thing. Well, is it two seasons ago, right? Whatever. I I don't care about that. All right. But here's Aaron Rodgers when they're talking about the Jets Chiefs game on Sunday night. Now he's making a joke, but just give it a listen on how he describes Travis Kelsey.
1: Uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit. He didn't have, you know, his like crazy impact game. Obviously, he had, you know, some yards and stuff. But I felt like for the most part, you know, we played really tough on defense, <laughs> especially the last three quarters.
0: So he calls Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer. He's he's been in a bunch of Pfizer commercials. He's all over the place. Travis Kelsey, he's blowing up. It's a Taylor Swift. But anyway, he's clearly making a joke there, and it's not subtle because we know Aaron Rodgers is against the vaccine, which again is totally fine. But here's the thing be for the vaccine, be against the vaccine, do whatever you want with your body. But Aaron Rodgers, if you're gonna be so vocally against the vaccine, how about you don't take money? from one of the vaccine distributors one of the vaccine makers johnson and johnson he's taken 34 million dollars this year from johnson and johnson that's right that's his salary with the jets this year they're owned by woody johnson from the johnson and johnson family that's where they have their money so be against the vaccine Take shots at it if you want. Do whatever you want with your body. But at least have a little bit of integrity because he's putting a lot of vaccine money right there in his pocket as if he's above it all. Have a little bit of integrity. So to me, that's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. The Minnesota Twins yesterday, they take game one at home yesterday over the Toronto Blue Jays. 3-1, 3-1, Michael K, ESPN, on the call. So here is Springer, Airfields at first, he'll take off
1: for second, no one holding him. There he goes, and there's a ground ball, diving stop by Solano, and he flips to Durant, they win,
0: 18 is enough. The Twins get a postseason win, and they lead the wild series one game to nothing. Actually, I think it was ABC, but nonetheless, doesn't matter. That's an excellent call right there. First playoff game win in 18 years for the Minnesota Twins. That's a big deal. They'll look to close it out this afternoon against the Jays in Minnesota. Big deal or not a big deal. The Diamondbacks, they went on the road yesterday at the Milwaukee Brewers. The one 2 In the air, out towards left center and shallow. Guriel has it, and that's the ball game. And the Diamondbacks have taken game
1: one here in Milwaukee. 6-3 the final. What a job by the Arizona bullpen. Well, even when you have a team like the Diamondbacks that have lived most of the season by aggressive base running, station to station at times when you say going first to third, and all of a sudden the home run became the approach
0: diamondbacks hit three home runs off of corbin burns there from milwaukee the diamondbacks the sixth seed the last wildcard team in the nl they went on the road yesterday they can close it out this evening in milwaukee they won game 163 yesterday and how about we already mentioned it earlier but how about the texas rangers they shut out the tampa bay Rays.
1: holding low at first pretty well hit but that should end the ball game Chavares the catch. And game one of this wildcard series goes to the Texas Rangers.
0: Brutal crowd there at the Trop yesterday. They don't deserve the win. The Rangers can't close it out this afternoon. And it'll be another postseason where the Rays fizzle out. That's a big deal. Finally, one more for you here. How about, you know, last night I went on Twitter. I want to see what's trending. I want to see what people are talking about. And what do I see once... What's one of the top topics trending in sports? Joy Taylor. Love that girl. My former co-host, of course. And what's Joy trending about? Well, very similar to what happened with Amber Wilson, although it was her supporting the Cowboys, and she was against the Eagles in that spot. Joy Taylor, she's making Cowboy fans crazy on Speak on FS1, and they were not happy.
1: The average giving up 19 points on defense, right? The fewest big plays of any team in the National Football League. And you talk about good defense. They was playing good defense. And the Cowboys really just beat these boys down, up and down the football field. I thought this win was big for the Cowboys, especially in this type fashion. <clears throat> Clear your throat, Dre, Clear your throat. Okay. Well, I'm glad you just brought up that number. The, the real Cowboys are however the defense plays. Mm-hmm. That's the real Cowboys. Mm. So you said the Patriots' defense. Zero in that. The Patriots' defense was averaging, giving up 19 points, right? Mm. Dallas's offense scored 20 points. Mm. So the Patriots' defense did what they always do. Mm. The Cowboys' defense, <laughs> Was responsible for the rest of the points on that board. Break it down, it's team game. Breaking down, Julian Taylor. Taylor. Breaking down. Except for one side of the ball is way, way, way better than the other side of the ball, and that side of the ball, the defense sets up the offense to go score. That's how you. And work. scores points on their own. They do a lot of them, a lot, a lot of them. Let's talk about it. They score. They single-handedly, the defense single-handedly beat the Patriots fourteen to three. Yes, they so do. You want to cut special teams out, which also isn't Zach in the offense. 12-3. to three. That's Damn. still a, still kind of a blowout for an NFL game. That's taken away from the Cowboys. No, it's not, because what happened last week is what Shady and I were talking about.
0: What happens? What does this Dallas offense do that can't score in the red now, zone? This is not a big deal. She's right. I mean, y- yes, it is a team game, but she's right. She's making the point that the Cowboy defense is way ahead of the Cowboy offense. The Cowboy defense has been carrying this team for the first few weeks. That's the point she's making, and... You get the Cowboy fans who say she only has a job because of her brother, which makes me crazy. Because I know the real story, obviously, because I was right there when she was hired for the very first time to be put on a sports talk radio show. So that drives me crazy because I'm right there behind that decision to put her on. And matter of fact, for me, the first thing I said was, are we hiring her or are we looking at her because of who her brother is? Because I was way against that idea. So... When I hear that, that makes me nuts. I mean, I want to cut somebody when they say that about her. But anyway, all right, everybody's, everybody's settled down. So that obviously makes me very upset. But this is not a big deal. She's on television and she's on that show because she's one of the best in the business, big-time star. So it's not a big deal what she's saying there about the Cowboys. And that right there is another addition. A Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes! Excellent show today. Really good job by everybody involved in putting together the show. I can't do it without you guys. Top-notch team here in the Zaslow Mansion working on the program. Today's show brought to us by Bet Online. Can the Marlins stay alive tonight? Can we do the show tomorrow with the Marlins heading to a game three in the wildcard shoes? Come on, give me something to watch tomorrow night. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate you guys. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. You got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.